the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Freedom with Adam Riojas. His goal is not only to inspire you to receive everything God has for you, but to go out into the world and make disciples of all nations. And now, here's your host, Adam Riojas. Welcome to today's show. Thank you for tuning in. Hawaii in the house and San Diego. I am ex- excited for today's show. We have Tony Anthony. What a name, right? Um, and then today, um, we will be coming out of the book of Isaiah chapter 54 before we start the next chapter, which is chapter three of Daniel. It'll kind of just give us a little introduction uh, and understand the end of chapter two before we move on to chapter three in Daniel. So it'll be out of a Isaiah chapter 54. So hang on, stay tuned. But today, without further ado, I'm going to let Tony Anthony introduce himself to you and tell you a little bit about himself. Go ahead. Nah, see, you Tony. got me all nervous. Up here. <laughs> you know, they told me about this at the last minute, but <laughs> I'm here. So, okay. My name is Tony Anthony. Um, I am from Ohio originally. I was born and raised in Cleveland, Ohio. Go Browns! And um, now I'm, I I went to school out here in San Diego um, back in the 80s. And then I left the country for a while. And now I'm back in an Oceanside and sitting across from my main man, uh, Adam. And we're talking. <laughs> Good to have you, Tony. So you grew up in Ohio. Yes. Um you went to church as a as a kid, as a I did, but you didn't really have this relationship with God. It was kind of like going to McDonald's, right? Well, it was. Well, no, it what was, do you mean? No, no, no. It was different from that because I mean, we did learn. We did actually learn a lot in church. I did learn a lot when I was a kid in church. But the thing was, when you're a kid, you have to go to church. I mean, my family, my my parents were devout Christians. And, you know, we had to go to church, so, not only Sunday, but Tuesdays. So, Wednesdays. Tony, so, yeah. check this out. Mm. When you go to McDonald's, you learn about their place. You learn about the fries that they have. You learn about the menu they have. But going to McDonald's doesn't make you a cheeseburger, Tony. That's true. But, <laughs> but on the other hand, I did learn important lessons when I was in church. You know, I learned the Lord's Prayer. Um, I learned, uh, and I can even recite it. Today, you know. Let me I, see. Come on. <laughs> Don't be telling me you can't. Let's see. Bring it. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed it be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Lead us not into temptation. Oh, Give us this day. Give us this day. Oh, our daily bread. Our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses <laughs> as we forgive those <laughs> who trespass against us. Um, I told you, Tony. I, 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 I told I, you. I get it. You went to church. That was a good thing. Right. It's it's never bad to uh, to go to church. So it is good because when you're raised with the values, when you get older, you will not depart. So tell us a little bit. You okay? So you, I did depart actually when I um when I graduated from high school. I moved out to San Diego. Why did you move to San Diego? Because I wanted to be in jo- California. You, wait a minute, you joined the military. Yeah, but that was but that that wasn't the reason I came to San Diego. The reason I came to San Diego is because I wanted to get into music, and um um I just want to be where the music was. So I came out here, but I ended up joining the Navy to make that happen. Okay. To come out to California, I joined the Navy, went to boot camp in Great Lakes, Illinois, and then I was stationed on 32nd Street out of San Diego, yeah, on the USS Cook, which was a um, fast frigate back that, in the day. That's amazing. So so you're in San Diego. Uh, you're in the military for about two years. Mm-hmm. Thank you for your yes, service. thank you. Uh, you left the military. What did you do afterwards, Tony? Well, after I left the military, um, I went to school for a couple of years at San Diego State. Um, 
And then I got an opportunity. I started working for a company called Brother. Um, they actually have an office up in Los Angeles, but I start and I signed up to work for them. And um, at the same time that I signed up, they gave me an opportunity to go to Japan to um, work for their main office and learn how to be an engineer. This is back in the day when we had the laptop uh, word processors uh, back in the 1980s, and they sent me there to learn how to prepare, to repair it. So I ended up going to Nagoya, Japan, and um, one thing led to another. Next thing I know, I had two kids. I was married and had been there for 18 years. The first stint in Japan was 18 years. 18 years, and you came back for a little bit. How I came long did back, you come back? I came back. I went to Hawaii, um, and I came back. I lived six years in Hawaii, two years on Guam, and then back to Japan. So what island did you live on in Hawaii? Oahu. Oahu. Yeah, I lived in Honolulu. Downtown Honolulu? Um, well, pretty close to downtown Honolulu, but I actually lived out a little bit f- from downtown, but uh, about maybe ten minutes away. Because I mean, there's little towns around there. You yeah, got. I lived in me. I, I lived in uh, Kailua. Kailua. So you lived actually on the other side of the island. Yes. In Kailua, so mm-hmm. that I mean, it's Honolulu County, but so you lived. I mean, not Kailua, Kaimuki. Kaimuki, that's okay, right. Kaimuki, okay, Kaimuki, okay. That's a big difference. Yeah, Kaimuki. Okay. Yeah, because uh, we have it was right. Yeah. We have an audience from Hawaii now, so yeah. that's why I'm asking. Yeah, I lived in Kaimuki. Matter of fact, I lived right down the street from St. Louis High School. Um, and back in the day when Timmy Chang was playing for St. Louis, I was living in Hawaii. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I went and watched St. Louis games. All My son also went to St. Louis so um, while we were there. so That makes sense. Yeah. So, here, so you're in Hawaii. How long were you in Hawaii for? Um, I was there for six years, and then we— uh, Did you start talking pigeon? Bruh. Yeah, well, I was— I was already prop- I was already talking pigeon when I first got there. I was, you know, I mean, I'm pretty much pigeon since I was a kid. <laughs> it just I didn't know it was Hawaiian pigeon until I got to Hawaii. <laughs> but um, yeah, I was talking like that, bro. How you do, bro? You know, whatever, you know. But um, aloha to everybody out there in Hawaii because I know that we're on the air in Hawaii Absolutely. right now. So aloha to all of you out there in Hawaii. Um, I miss you guys. I miss the country because, well, that state because it's a beautiful state. So what did you do in Hawaii for work? Um, I worked at the Hilton Hawaiian Village um, for a company called Hilton Gravitations, which is a timeshare company. Timeshares. Yeah, and I was a marketing manager um, for that company. So that's how you got your marketing uh, uh, experience. You went back to, after six years of living in Hawaii, you went back to Japan, and what did you do then? Um, I stayed with Hilton. I was still working for Hilton, Grand Vacations, um, but they transferred me back to Hawaii, um, to Okinawa, to open up an office that they had just, well, not to open up the office because it was already open, but they had just opened up an office in Okinawa, and they wanted me to go run it. So they sent me back there. Did you like it? Yeah. Just when I thought I was going to get out, they dragged <laughs> me right back in. Yeah. Yeah, I loved it. So here's my next question. Mm. Um, You're back in Japan. How long are you there this time? Uh, 14 years. Did you get married on the first stint or the second stint? The first stint. The first stint. Yeah, so I was divorced by the time I went back for the second. Wow. Yes. uh, You weren't really living uh, a godly life by then. You were all over the place. Oh, yeah. Well, yes, pretty much all over the place. Okay, so you get back to Hawaii. And here's where the story for me gets interesting, uh, Tony. Yeah, well. You end up uh, eventually wanting to leave Japan. Right. Tell me a little bit about how that brewed in you and mm. and, and and prior to coming here, what you, what you were doing in Japan. Okay, well, overall, I lived in Japan for like 30 years, okay, if you think about it. Two stints, 18 years or 14 years. Um, the last time that I was there, I was working for Hilton Grand Vacations in 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 Okinawa. And um, I finished up my 20 years. Um, I was 64 years old. It was time for me to retire. And um, so I re- decided to retire, basically. So you decided to retire, mm-hmm. come back to... Uh... Didn't, at the time, I didn't plan on coming back here. I retired just as COVID hit. Wow. Yeah, just as COVID hit. So I actually experienced the whole COVID thing in Japan. Um, I was 
uh, everything was in, under quarantine in Japan. I mean, you couldn't even go to a restaurant or anything. Um, and it was, it, it was pretty, I stayed in my apartment most of the time. You know, I didn't go anywhere I, I, except when I needed to go buy food or something. And how long were you there for, for the pandemic, as I call it? Um, for a whole year, I was there from the beginning for the first year. Um, yeah, I was there for the whole thing. Okay. I didn't come back to the States at all. So what drove you to want to come back? Um, well, like I said, I'm 65. No, we're 67 now. <laughs> 67 Three now. years later. Wow. Um, but um, I just decided that I needed to come back here and, you know, get my affairs in order. You know, things like Social Security. You know, I'm old enough to get retirement now, so I wanted to make sure that I got that. You know, the medical insurance and all that stuff. I wanted to come back here and do that and then go back to Japan. My plan was to leave here at the beginning of next year and go back to Japan. So you had plans. Yeah. So we talked a little earlier and you said that uh, you stopped going to church uh, when you left Ohio. Yes. Um, you ended up in uh, the military, mm-hmm. uh, the Navy. Mm-hmm. You ended up in San Diego two mm-hmm. years. You went to San Diego State, mm-hmm. got a job with Brothers uh, they transferred you to Japan, um, stayed there for a while, came back, lived in Hawaii for about six years, mm-hmm. and then went back to Japan. By now, you're divorced from a woman that you had met in Japan. Right. You have two children. Yes. Um, you've made your mind up to uh, to come back, fix all your affairs, and then go back. Yes. Um, how did you end up at, at, at the cross, Tony? Well, I met... Um, uh, well, Coach Coach Pastor David Barrett, I met his I met his son when I was in Okinawa, because I started at the the very tail end of me being in Okinawa, I started uh, going to church. After forty years, I started going to church. It was the first years. time that I had stepped into a church in forty years. When I left Ohio to go to California, I just decided that you know what, I went to church enough. When Mc- I, was a I kid. had enough of McDonald's. Yeah, yeah I had enough of McDonald's. <laughs> and so I stopped, I just stopped going. And I always believed that, you know, my my believing in God was enough to see me through. And um, now I know that, of course, that's not, it, it takes more than just that, you know. Because the devils believe and right. they tremble. Everybody, yeah. You were telling me that earlier. Yeah, the devils believe that and they tremble. So, um, I don't know. I just decided that I wanted to come back to the Lord. And after I met Coach's son. Stephen. Stephen. Amazing yeah. man of God. He is an amazing man of God. So was he invited to come speak at your church or something? Or um, No, he actually, I knew the, I, he knew the pastor that I knew. And um, a few days before I was to leave Japan to come back to the States, he showed up. And um, he was telling me about... Um, you know, he's from San Diego area and uh, told me about his dad and gave me his dad's number and everything. So when I came back to the States, I had his father's number, who is a pastor at our No at intention of calling him. No, I was going to call him eventually. Just but to say not, hi. How you doing? Yeah, yeah. Maybe come up and see what was going on um, up here in Oceanside. But I had never been to Oceanside before, so I, I, I didn't really have any expectations about coming up here until I got to San Diego and saw that it wasn't going to be easy for me to um, find, you know, a place to live and different things that I needed to find. It was going to be a lot harder than I thought it was going to be. And so I called him up um, to see if I could come up to Oceanside and maybe he could help me out. And he was very gracious. He opened his arms and he said, come on, come on up. So I came up here to Oceanside, not knowing what to expect, met David, Ended up at At The Cross, and um, it's one of the best things that's happened to me in my life, I think. Amen. So one of the things that I left out is is you actually were a radio personality in Japan. For a while. What's a while? How long? Um, uh, four years. That's quite some time. Tell um, me what you did. But it was fun. Um, it, was, uh, it was a radio program called The Hot, 
And um, let me see the radio voice. The Hot 82. <laughs> <laughs> and it was night started in 82, 1982, 83, 84. And last the last um, um, year I had was 85. And basically we just did uh, – Billboard chart music. Okay. Um, the top hits on the charts, we pick up songs and we would play them on the radio and then talk about the artist. I had a Japanese uh, assistant with me, so I was speaking in English. She would speak, translate and speak in Japanese, and then we batter, bat, be, we'd go between the both of, you know, the, between the two of us, we would sit there and, you know, banter back and forth. And um, it lasted for four years. Wow. Yeah, Million Card was the sponsor. Wow. Hey, if you just tuned in, this is Freedom with Adam Riojas, and I have this man that's just so interesting. And I know I'm messing up up here, but <laughs> you guys stick with me. But but he's awesome. His name is Tony Anthony, and he's back in the States. He miraculously meets a guy named uh, Stephen, Steve, Barrett. Stephen Barrett. His father is, is Dave Barrett, who's still the... Uh, uh, Varsity baseball coach at Oceanside High School, yep. Pirates, but he's one of the pastors at At the Cross. He calls him up. He ends up at At the Cross literally 40 years since he's been in church. He went for a little bit of time in Japan before he comes, but something amazing happens in, in Tony's uh, uh, stay here. Within a few weeks of being at At the Cross, what happened, Tony? With your relationship, you wanted Jesus in your heart. What did you do? Um, well, just one day when um, um, when you were actually preaching, um, I just bowed my head and asked God to to accept me and to um, and, and let Him know that I accept Him into my heart because I just wanted, you know, it's after all these years, it's time for me to settle down and to go back to the faith. And I've always believed in God. Um, I always believed that I've believed in God. But um, I never really sat down and asked him to save me. And that's what I did for the very first time here at At The Cross. Wow, that's pretty powerful. And this was back in January. January of this year. Of this year. So you've been at At The Cross January, February, March, April, May, June. July, August, September, mm. and we're about to start October. You've been there nine months. Yes, that's crazy. You know, and it, it doesn't even seem like I've been here that long. And, and you know, you've been a blessing, Tony. You're uh, you're on the worship team. Uh, um, you're you work at the school now mm-hmm. at the uh, educational center. Mm-hmm. You're teaching the children how to sing. I heard you the other day. I walked in. I'm like, oh, you had all the kids going. That was yeah, amazing to me. That's, so here, let's do bust bust a little a little note here, so they they hear your voice. A Christian note, like Amazing Grace. Something. I'm praying God come and turn this thing around. God turn it around. God turn it around. God turn it around. Woo! That's that's Tony Anthony. He has this amazing. Amazing voice, and you just heard his uh, his testimony. It's it's wild, it's mm. wild, Tony. So, um, what are your plans in the near future? Now, I know you said you were planning on going back to Japan probably in January. That might have changed a little. So, I mean, how does the future look for you right now, Tony? Well, yeah, I want to um, explore the Christian faith you know, a little deeper before I leave, I think. So I was planning on leaving like in January, February of next year and going back to Japan. And there's a church there waiting for me too. Amen. But um, I think I'm going to hang around for a little bit longer, maybe even another year. I don't know. We'll see what happens. But um, yeah, I'm home. This is home. Amen. Amen. I love it. You know why? Because you came as a cheeseburger. (laughs) And leaving as a steak. <laughs> leaving as a, a steak, f- man. A thick steak. I T-bone, love it. A T-bone a steak. A T-bone. <laughs> and you know what's amazing about that, Tony, is is God's preparing you because you have a testimony. You're, you're growing uh, in your faith richly. You know, I have to admit, and, and this is from what I see, that you're one of the hardest-serving servants at our church. 
And, and it's been rare when Thank I you. hear you complain. Mm-hmm. And the only time I've heard you complain is because you're dealing right now with, with that, with yeah. your hernia. Yeah. But that's going to be taken care of. Yes. But other than that, your heart is in the right place, Tony. You know, we're getting ready to have this major event October 28th yes. at the Junior Seau Amphitheater here in Oceanside. Yes. How do you feel about it? It's almost well, like a debut for you. Yeah. Well, I'm actually looking forward to it. I actually um, um, help out at the bistro down at the beach, which is next to the amphitheater, <laughs> and um, have seen a lot of different bands and stuff um, actually play on that stage. And um I'll tell you, I'm a I'm I'm a musician at heart. You are, you know, I'm and I'm a singer. I've been singing for years. Um, I've I've just recently changed from secular music to Christian music, and and I'm loving it. So I'm really looking forward to standing up on that stage and praising the Lord. Amen. In front of hundreds oh, or hundreds thousands, of thousands of people. people. So Tony, do me a favor, sing another song and sing a little bit longer because I. I, I, you don't even need a band, what? man. What? You can harmonize, Tony. I'm you just, come on, brother. Bring me. Give us a song, man. What? I, I can't even think of one. The one you were just singing. Finish that off. Okay. I'm praying God come and turn this thing around. God turn it around. God turn it around. God turn it around. I'm calling on the name that changes everything. God, turn it around. God, turn it around. God, turn it around. Because all of my hope is in the name, the name of Jesus. Breakthrough will come, come in the name, the name of Jesus. Woo! I love it, Tony. Yeah, I'm not really in good voice today. Well, no, but I mean, you. I mean, I, I caught you off guard. You you didn't think you were going to come and have to, That's right. you he, know, blow he, them trumpets that you have. He just snatched me down <laughs> here today. You know, I, I, I want to thank you so much for being on the show today. It was uh you're an incredible blessing. No, but actually, you know, I I, I am uh, very flattered that you even asked me, even if it's short notice, I was very flattered that you asked me to even be on the show. Well, so. I, I had two people in mind, and, you know, we always have people that, that are already in ministry, mm. in positions, uh, have already, you know, uh, are, are currently doing uh, big things. Uh, but it's also important for our audience to know that it's never too late to come to Jesus. Mm. It's never too late to have a relationship with him. And it's just not enough believing because the yes. devils believe and they tremble. It's having this relationship yes. where we ask Jesus into our heart. The Bible is very clear. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become brand new. Mm. Tony, can can you uh, pray for our audience right now? Okay, we'll see what comes out. Dear Lord, I want to thank you for giving me the opportunity to be here in Oceanside and to talk to people not only here in California but also in Hawaii. I pray that each and every one of you out there, um, any problem that you might be having, that the Lord smiles down on you and help you with your problems and make everything okay. As long as you believe in him, he will believe, he will take care of you. you but you have to believe it. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Tony, that was an amazing interview, my brother. I love you and, and thank you. And uh, hey, you know, don't leave right now because we will be right back. Uh, but again, that was Tony Anthony. If you want to ever see him um, behind the pulpit, blowing them trumpets, we'll see you at, at the cross. For sure. Um, and, you know, he's he's there. He's open. He's real in his faith. He's a servant. Uh, <clears throat> he's also single. <laughs> but he loves the he's Lord. He's also old, too. So. <laughs> How old are you, Tony? Before we I just turned 67. Well, you look wonderful, man. For 67, that's the preservation and the goodness of God upon your life. And 
Again, thank you for being on the show. Thank you for having me. We appreciate you. Hey, we will be right back. Make sure you stay tuned because the latter part is even more amazing. Woohoo! The Oceanside Pier is a sacred place, blessed with ocean views, the strand, good people, and good times. You'll find all those things and more at the Bistro at the Pier. Locally owned and operated, the Bistro at the Pier offers delicious food options and a full slate of crafted coffee drinks, including Italy's own Cafe Vergnano, sourced from Italy's finest coffee beans. So whether you're craving an acai bowl or an espresso, the Bistro at the Pier is waiting for you. Head on down or visit them online at bistroatthepier.org. Freedom Generation Higher Education is a faith-based alternative education option and official Turning Point USA Academy associate that values constitutional rights and medical freedom. Hosted by At The Cross Church in Oceanside, they serve pre-K through 7th grade and are Southern California's exclusive institution incorporating Turning Point USA Academy's 5C model. They offer in-person classes and electives Monday through Thursday and are now accepting applications for fall 2023. Visit them online at freedomgenerationedu.com or at the cross oceanside.com. Welcome back to Freedom with Adam Riojas. Today we're going to deviate a little from cha- uh, from Daniel chapter 3 so that we can understand the last part of what we read in Daniel Chapter 2, you know, Daniel was an amazing man of God. God used him as one of the greatest politicians of history. But before we start chapter 3, I want to just briefly read Daniel 2.45 and then expound more on that today. It says, for as much as I saw is that the stone was cut out of the mountain without hands, and that it break in pieces and the iron, the brass, the clay, the silver and the gold. The great God hath made known to the king, which shall come to pass hereafter. The dream is certain and the interpretation thereof true. If you remember when we were uh, here last Sunday, that that stone was Jesus and and. You know, Isaiah spoke a little bit about that stone, and we definitely know that Paul a little, and then, of course, Peter, and that stone is Jesus. That stone is Jesus, who eventually conquers every kingdom that have ever stood up, and himself is crowned King of Kings and Lord of Lords. But there's a kingdom that he sets up that's amazing, And I wanted to tell you and show you why it is amazing. Because for certain, know for certain that God cannot lie. God cannot lie. So we will be coming out of Isaiah uh, chapter 54. But before we get into chapter 54 of Isaiah, I want to show you a promise that God made to a certain man that one day there would be a fulfillment of it and that this kingdom would be a kingdom that was set up forever and ever. Now, back in in Genesis chapter 11, we see the generations after Noah and one of his sons was actually picked to carry on this godly line, this line that God had promised to bless. And it all started with Seth. And of course, Noah was the recipient of those eight people being saved because of this wicked generation that lived during that time prior to the flood. So Shem, the blessing goes out to Shem. uh, And 11.10, it says this, these are the generations of Shem, Shem, was a hundred years old and begot Arphax two years after the flood. Now, this is really powerful. And Shem lived after he begot Arphax 500 years and begot sons and daughters. Now, eventually we get to the, the last uh, people that we know from this generation preceding the, uh, uh, 
the flood and after it's, you know, the earth is dry, we get down to verse 26 and the line continues, of course. But when we read in 26, and Terah lived 70 years and begot Nahor and Haran. Now, these are the generations of Terah. Terah begot Abram. Remember, Abram's name was eventually changed to Abraham by God. Nahor and Haran, and Haran begot Lot. Now, as we continue reading, because of time, I'm going to skip over to verse um, 31, and it says, And Terah took Abram his son, and Lot the son of Haran, his sons, and Sarai his daughter-in-law, and his son Abram's wife, and they went forth with them from Ur of the Chaldees, to go into the land of Cana, and they came unto Haran and dwelt there. They ended up staying in Haran, uh, and that's where eventually Terah dies. 32 says, And the days of Terah were 205 years, and Terah died in Haran. Now, what's interesting about that whole story is up to this point, Shem is still alive. Just remember that. It's Shem is still alive, um, and it's amazing because he eventually gets to know who Abraham is. Now, when we start off in chapter 12, this is where the promise continues in that line. Now, the Lord had said unto Abram, get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house unto a land that I will show thee and I will make of thee a great nation. Listen to this. I will make of thee a great nation. Nation, and I will bless thee and make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless thee, and I will curse him that curses thee, and in thee shall all the families of the earth be blessed. Now, what happens later in that same chapter in verse 7 is the first time we see the appearance of God, of Jesus, after the flood. And the Lord appeared unto Abram and said, Unto thy seed will I give this land. And there built he an altar unto the Lord who appeared unto him. So God had made these amazing promises to Abram and his descendants. Remember, Abram eventually had two sons, the chosen, of course, we know as Isaac. And then Isaac eventually has another, has two more sons. The chosen, of course, is Jacob. And eventually Jacob's name gets changed to Israel. And Israel has 12 sons and a daughter. And that's where we get all the patriarchs that eventually come forth. But the line continues. God continues to bless Abram, because he made a promise that his descendants would be a blessing and that he would bless those that blessed them and curse those that cursed them. And that's why we pray for the peace of Israel. But see, God is a God that cannot lie. And as we see these promises, I want you from now on to look at the Bible and look at what God has promised you. And then say, God, you promise, and I know that you fulfill your word. And that's that's an amazing God that we serve for those that are saved. And if you're not, you can do exactly with what our guest did earlier. You can ask Jesus into your heart. You can say, I want a relationship with you. I want to know you. I'm tired of just sitting here. I want to know you. But this is the promise that continues. And as that, as we read in Daniel, remember, Daniel's a direct descendant of David. David is a direct descendant of Jacob. Jacob is a direct descendant of Isaac. Isaac is a direct descendant of Abraham. Abraham is a direct descendant of Shem. Shem, of course, is the son of Noah. Noah is a direct descendant of the first or the second or, well, let me make sure I put that right. First, second, let me make sure I put that right. Of the second son that was blessed by God, that was born from Adam and Eve. Because if you remember, Abel was killed by Cain and then eventually had another kid named 
Zeth, whom the godly line continued because up until the flood, everybody from from the sun, Cain was destroyed. As a matter of fact, the whole planet was destroyed and only eight people survived. But those eight people that survived were all descendants of Zeth. And so here we get here. God is a God that makes promises. Eventually that stone that that dis- has destroyed all these kingdoms and sets us as kingdoms is the kingdom of God. It's the millennial period. It's Jesus Christ. Now, here we go. 54, Isaiah 54 says this. Single barren, thou that didst not bear. It's amazing. Break forth into singing and cry a lot. It's talking about Israel. It's talking about, it goes way back to the Abraham covenant. Remember, Sarai could not bear. Sarah could not bear. Thou that is not travail with child, for more are the children of the desolate than the children of the married wife. There's a lot more on the other side than they are of the married wife. And that married wife was Israel, saith the Lord. What's really amazing is Paul requotes this in Galatians 4.27. And he uses it in a powerful way where he relates it to the church now. But as we go, look what it says. Enlarge the place of thy tent and let them stretch forth the curtain of thy habitation. Spare not, lengthen thy courts and strengthen thy stakes. It is a complete promise that he is that he had previously made to Abraham that's going to be fulfilled when the stone that cut without hands sets up. For thou shalt break forth on the right hand and on the left, and thy seed shall inherit the Gentiles. You know what it's saying? It's saying that at this point in time, the kingdom of God will be set up, and Abraham's promise is going to be fulfilled because they will inherit the land. And of course, there's going to be other Gentiles, but now the reigning kingdom is the kingdom of God, and he has fulfilled this promise to Abraham. And it continues and it says, Make the desolate cities to be inhabited. Fear not, for thou shalt not be ashamed, neither be thou confounded, for thou shalt not be put to shame, for thou shalt forget the shame of thy youth. What it's saying is, Look, Israel, you've messed up many times. Your kings were corrupt. Your kings let you astray. You had false prophets that preached gospels or good news that led people away into idolatry. You were led away. You, for thou shalt forget the shame of thy youth and shall not remember the reproach of thy widowhood anymore. I put you away, but I've restored you. This is a blessing. This is a God that cannot lie. This is a God that fulfills his promises. And this is a God that I serve. The God of Israel. Jesus Christ, the creator, the Bible says. Paul calls him the creator in Colossians. John says that he made all things, all things. So as we continue, it says this. For thy maker is thy husband. Remember, the creator, thy maker, capitalize God. The Lord of hosts is his name. And thy redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. None other than Jesus Christ, the God of the whole earth, shall be he be called. So during this millennial period, Jesus, the Messiah, the Lord is his name, the Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, will be called the God of the whole earth. This is amazing. This is powerful. Listen, if you just tuned in, this is Freedom with Adam Riojas as we are going through chapter 54 of Isaiah. It's We see God fulfilling his promises. Six says this, for the Lord hath called thee as a woman forsaking and grieved in spirit. God has called you. 
you've been forsaking for many years, for millennials. You've messed up. But I have called you. And a wife of youth, when thou was refused with thy God, you were the wife of my youth and you blew it. But I am calling you back. For a small moment, have I forsaken thee? Of course, Israel turned their back on God. They decided to serve idols. They decided to walk away. And we still see it now. But God has a promise for this land, for these people. For a small moment have I forsaken forsaken thee, but with great mercies will I gather thee. That is the mercy of God. This is the stone that has torn every kingdom since the beginning of time, since the Tower of Babel. Since man decided to walk away from God, rebel against God, after knowing that God had flooded the world, Nimrod days. And then he says, with great mercies will I gather thee. Isn't that amazing? That God's mercy supersedes anything else. And a little wrath, I hid my face from thee for a moment. But with everlasting kindness will I have mercy on thee, saith the Lord, thy Redeemer. Those are such beautiful words that he loves you. Wherever you find yourself at now, right now, this moment in time, this moment in history, whether you're Jew or not, God loves you you, and he will have mercy on you. Just as he has said, and just as he is continuing to do with the nation of Israel. Verse 9 says this, For this is as the waters of Noah unto me. For as I have sworn that the waters of Noah shall no more go over the earth, Remember after the flood, and that's why we went back there so that you can see this amazing God that made amazing promises and and fulfilled with a stone that was cut without hands, that just like he had promised that the waters would not ever come back and flood the earth, so have I sworn that I would not be wroth with thee nor rebuke thee. My anger will not be forever because my mercy, God's mercy, supersedes his anger. He is a God that cannot and will not lie. For the mountains shall depart and the hills be removed. But my kindness, this is God saying, but my kindness shall not depart from thee. Neither shall the covenant of my peace be removed, saith the Lord that hath mercy on thee. You know, it is a covenant to peace. And that's why in Isaiah 9, 6, when it's speaking about Jesus, it says this. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Boom! The Prince of Peace. That is amazing. He is the only one that can bring true peace to planet Earth. True peace to your heart. Now, 11 says this, verse 11 of Isaiah chapter 54. O thou afflicted, tossed with tempest, and not comforted, behold, I will lay thy stones with fair colors, and lay thy foundations with sapphires. That's 
Beautiful. That's God saying, I'm going to enrich you with precious stones. I'm going to bless you beyond your human capacity, which you can think about, which you can even pray about. You know, that's why I'm always reminded of what it says in Ephesians chapter 320. And we quoted this last week. Now unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly, this is Jesus, above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. And that's Jesus. He's blessing the people and having this full restoration during this millennial period. The stone that's cut without hands, tears, has torn all these kingdoms up and eventually sets up this beautiful kingdom. Verse 12 says this, and I will make thy windows of agates and thy gates of carbuncles and all the borders of pleasant stones, just beautiful things. And all thy children shall be taught of the Lord and great shall be the peace of of thy children. There's that peace again. Great shall be the peace of thy children because they are going to be taught from the Lord himself. In righteousness shall thou be established. Thou shall be far from oppression for thou shall not fear and from terror for it shall not come near thee. Perfect peace that he has promised. 15. Behold, they shall gather together, but not by me. Whosoever shall gather together against thee shall fall for thy sake. No one will be able to come up against Israel. It's going to be this beautiful time that God sets up his kingdom, the stone that's cut without hands. Behold, I've, I have created the smith that blows the coals in the fire and that bringeth forth an instrument for the work. And I have created the waster to destroy. He says, I'm the one that creates. I'm the one that formed thee. I am the one that made you beautiful. I am the one who has promised this. I am the one that is going to fulfill this. This is God speaking. Any promise that you see, that you feel God is speaking to you, if there's an application, believe it. And God will fulfill it. God is the God of covenants. God is the God who hears all prayer. God is the God who is pleased when his people, when his people are seeking him. The Bible says in Hebrews that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. But we've just read an incredible passage. And, and then we'll close it off with what the verse 17 says. And no weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper. Boom. No weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper. Did you hear that? And every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment, thou shalt condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. Now listen, when it says this is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, this is speaking to you as well. This is your heritage that no weapon that is formed against you shall prosper. And the righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. There is nothing good in us if Jesus is not there. God is the only good thing in us. See, when the curse happened, when Adam and Eve decided to rebel against God, sin entered into the world, rebellion. And the only thing that can cause you to come back and be righteous is Jesus. Our lessons today was to teach you 
that God is a God of that fulfills his promises. He loves you. He's waiting for you to bring your request to him. He wants to save you. He wants to bless you. He wants to enrich you. He wants to heal you right now in Jesus' name. Tony, close us out in prayer, please, my brother. Dear Lord, thank you so much for Pastor Adam's message today. I hope that each and every one of us was able to get something from it. From all of you, for all of you people out there, um, have a blessed week. Please make sure that everyone has a blessed week. Please make sure that anybody who needs to be healed is healed out there. Anybody who needs love from the Lord, make sure that they get it. In Jesus' name I pray. Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We love you. Make sure you tune back with us next Sunday at 5 p.m. Woohoo! God is good. Thanks for listening to Freedom with Adam Riojas. If you'd like to contact Adam, email him at freedom at adamriojas.com. Make sure to tune in next week at 5 p.m. here on K-Praise. If you missed a show, go to your favorite podcast provider and search Freedom with Adam Riojas. The Oceanside Pier is a sacred place, blessed with ocean views, the strand, good people, and good times. You'll find all those things and more at the Bistro at the Pier. Locally owned and operated, the Bistro at the Pier offers delicious food options and a full slate of crafted coffee drinks, including Italy's own Cafe Vergnano, sourced from Italy's finest coffee beans. So whether you're craving an acai bowl or an espresso, the Bistro at the Pier is waiting for you. Head on down or visit them online at bistroatthepier.org. Freedom Generation Higher Education is a faith-based alternative education option and official Turning Point USA Academy Associate that values constitutional rights and medical freedom. Hosted by At The Cross Church in Oceanside, they serve pre-K through 7th grade and are Southern California's exclusive institution incorporating Turning Point USA Academy's 5C model. They offer in-person classes and electives Monday through Thursday and are now accepting applications for fall 2023. Visit them online at freedomgenerationedu.com or at the cross oceanside.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.